Welcome to the Wounded Healers Podcast. I'm Janessa. And I'm Amy. We were brought together by our shared wound of an autoimmune condition in our early 20s. This is a place where we explore our wounds with our listeners and guests who recognize the challenges of being human in hopes of helping all of us let let the the light light in. in. Hi, Janessa, and hello to all of our listeners. Welcome back to the Wounded Healers podcast. Welcome. (laughs) Excited to be back here. Happy, (laughs) yeah, me too. Happy February Mm. to everyone that's listening. I think when you're listening, it's the second weekend in February, but how nice to be moving, moving out of that January, the world's longest month. You do you have a thing in America where you get paid early in December so that you get paid before Christmas? I yeah, I think and we then, have that. So, some of us do, <laughs> not all of us. And then it makes January feel like the longest month ever because your pay from just like the middle of December has to last you oh, for the whoa. whole month. Okay. And it's a little January. different. It's a little different. I guess it depends on the oh. type of payment plan you have with your job, but I get paid weekly. Fine. So every Thursday I get a check. So oh yeah, so it's a full-time job, but every Thursday I get paid and my other job before that for the hospital that's is every fun. two weeks. Oh, oh that's in- really interesting. Like in the UK, it's just standard oh. once a month. Everyone oh. gets paid. Really? I mean, yeah i think every job i've ever had and there's been a few <laughs> i've been paid every oh, month no way. yeah that's a, that's a trip yeah bizarre every ep- every episode we just find out another <laughs> weird like, little thing <laughs> about the differences oh, yeah. that's really interesting but yeah it must feel like forever then from december to end of january yeah because in the eyes of like people i work with since we get paid weekly it's like it, I know it's not like extra pay, but you're like, oh my god, there's like another little week in here, like we yeah, another little check come fun. in. So, yeah. But I guess you have to be better about mm-hmm. keeping your money for like your yeah. rent, and you pay your rent yes, every monthly. month. Uh-huh. Yeah, so you got to be better exactly. about keeping. You got to pull in. that aside each check. You're like, <laughs> yeah. not yeah. you. you're not going out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fun. Um, so yeah, that's it. I've been paid, people. Woo. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm feeling flush, and the sun's shining. So what's not to love? That's a good point. Oh, mm-hmm. it's also Valentine's Day in the coming oh. weeks. When you're listening to this, it'll be Valentine's Day in a couple of days. So happy Valentine's yes. Day to all that celebrate. Celebrate. <laughs> celebrate. <laughs> oh, guys, I did a big gym workout like the hardest one I've ever done today it's Saturday now when we're recording spent two hours in the gym wow. which is way too much um and now I'm not <laughs> quite right <laughs> I, well it makes sense you were like glowing when you came on the screen I was like wow yeah. <laughs> For- and again and I did the sauna after that's why wow. I'm glowing as well. yeah my heart rate's all over the place my body <laughs> temperature's all over the place I'm just yeah so if I get some words wrong today that's why <laughs> yes uh, oh my yeah. gosh yeah Valentine's Day is that a big deal in the UK is that like here they make it into a um, thing definitely not as much as it is there like I've seen on you know the pop culture films and tv programs like kids have to give valentine's 
to other kids in their class and shit like that which is kind of fucked up if I'm honest but yeah there's none of that in the UK it's just like a card and some flowers if you're a nice see yeah when I was little you used to make like a mailbox with your classroom and it was like an old tissue box you would decorate and people would drop their valentines into it and they were these standard shitty little valentines cards that were they just like said something almost like a hallmark and then the kid would just put their name and the cool ones the really cool ones would come with like a lollipop in them or something um so you knew you knew who the cool parents were excuse me (laughs) let me choke on that (laughs) the cool parents were because they would get their kids you know like lollipop valentines so cool parents lollipop valentines but also but does this mean like people would write a valentine to someone or did everyone, everyone got one get a card everyone from everyone from everyone so you, it, it's not okay, really fine. special i thought you were gonna say like people put in a card to like one person that they liked the most and i was like that is honestly painful. with the reality painful. tv shows that come out of the u.s i would not even be surprised if, <laughs> if that were like something if i said it people would be like yeah it's fucked up it probably happens <laughs> yeah but I do remember a standout no, was nice. I had one year I got these Britney Spears Valentine's Day cards in third grade and I got like a box of them and it was just Britney Spears and it wasn't sexual like it was like a nice picture of her and then in it it had a candy heart which are so disgusting but it was just like love you or like kisses or whatever yeah. and then I just I remember putting yeah. those in the little mailboxes and feeling like I am the coolest kid around because I was like Britney Spears all these cards get it um yeah I still remember it so those were cool you guys that's a vibe yeah I would happily accept a Britney Spears Valentine even today (laughs) very cool anyway (laughs) yeah so Valentine's Day enjoy enjoy everyone yeah um this week's hot or not is gonna be is gonna divide the nation i think the nation of listeners um we're going to talk about skims today and whether it's hot or not um i own quite a bit of skims which is always a risk because when you buy it from america and have it delivered to the uk it's a 15 pound return fee which is astronomical um so everything i've ordered has been a risky purchase um but they're nearly all good apart from one like bralette thing that is just too small for me I think um my my tits literally like come out of it so it's pointless um but I do like the other stuff that I have um Janessa do you own no I do not but I want to yes what do you want um I would like from skims there's this bra that has this built-in like nipple indentation and I want it. Yes. It's hot. I want it. It's hot. And the funniest thing is it reminds me of Sex in the City because there's an episode where Samantha, who's, like, very sexually liberated, has these, like, fake nipple things she puts in her shirt. And she's like, they're cute. They're hot. They, like, you just look like, you know, voila. But, like, one falls out, of course, like, when it's not supposed to. So she has, like, one nipple just, like, oh. out there. But this is built, so yeah. it's gorgeous. I don't know. It's stunning. I love it. Why do I like it? I don't know. Where would I wear it? Out. Not to work, of course, but out. <laughs> <clears throat> um, 
Yeah. This Wait, so like, how much is I this? I think it's 60 Any. something dollars. Pretty sure it's 60. That mm. I feel like that is mm. quite a lot for something no, that like, and you that's can't the thing. Like, yeah, I'm not going to nipple out at work like, for sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> unless I just didn't want people to talk to me that day, <laughs> I'd be like, watch out. I'm cold, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, so uh, who knows? Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. Yeah. If there's ever a sale on them, maybe. Yeah, I feel like they might be a bit mm. those ones with the nipples. They might be like a love it or hate it situation. So they might end up with like excess stock. So they might go. Do you have like a unique bra size as well? Sorry, we don't. You don't need. You don't need to disclose it. If you oh my god! No, no, truly. Actually, okay. So I have to say, I it's controversial because at Victoria's Secrets here, all the measurements make you feel oh. like you got huge titties or big boobies i'm sorry yeah, so i've already like said it like that's a socially acceptable <laughs> word isn't it okay cool uh. i feel like a sixth grade boy i make titties um but uh, they always make you feel like your boobs are huge and then you go to like target or some other just store and you get that size and you're not that size and you're like wait i'm okay. i'm not that size at all so victoria's secret <laughs> sizing says that i am a D, D cup, which, honey, I, I don't think so, but I'm a D cup, okay. and I'm 38 D, and when I go to, when I go to Target, yeah, I'm 36 C, okay. and I'm like, yeah, what's happening? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, yeah, depends on the eye of the beholder, but I don't think that these, like, just I'm, looking at no, me, I can't really remember Please. what your boobs look like, and I don't really have a reference, I'm Fun fact about me, I like literally never wear a bra that needs a, a bra size. I'm not even entirely sure what bra size I am, to be honest. I definitely have no clue what other people's bra size is. Um, That's goals. <laughs> no, I, literally don't. I don't even know. Um, I have a collection. I never wear them. I have a collection of bras in all different sizes. Um, but yeah, okay, so wait, 36 see no that doesn't sound that weird because i was going to be like if you have a weird bra size maybe there's more chance it'll go into sale on the nippy bra but no yeah. the girlies will snap those up i think but we can wait and see we can wait and see um so yeah the skim stuff i have that i really love are these they're like cotton mm -hmm. rib vests they're just called cotton rib vests but the cut mm. is just exceptional. I wore it to Yosemite when we went to the Sequoias. Don't know if that if that brings any memories back. I know I'm like, this vest is so impactful. I know she'll remember <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I can remember that outfit. It was like a white top, no, right? It was, it was, it white, was blue. White tank? It was blue. But don't. Fuck. I thought the pants were blue. No, it was, uh, you, the, guys, the pants were blue. I was wearing like an all blue green outfit. Um, but anyway, basically, the cut is just so flattering. I don't know how she... This is one mm -hmm. thing. Miss Kimmy knows how to cut a tank so that it's, like, the most mm -hmm. absolute flattering. Um, so, yeah, I love that about skims. But the only downside is that I'm pretty sure it's just, like, your standard fast fashion made in China. Mm. And it is mm -hmm. triple the cost of everything else just because yeah. it has so Dang. can can that yeah. be hot i don't know i don't know i know i want it to Me be too. hot i want it to be hot like i would like to wear that nipple yeah. bra out dancing and i'd like it to be hot 
but and that I don't know. Maybe it's not hot. I'm not sure. Because then I'm saying this, and I'm sure there's some listeners who are like, Janessa, you want your nipples out the whole night? You're going to look cold the whole night. And then you're right. I probably will. No, I, I think, think it's cool. It's very <laughs> – ge- because the good thing about it is it's going to be just mm-hmm. the nip because it's specially yes. designed. I think it's only not hot when you can see – nipple when it's a natural boob and it's like in a full point and like that the areola yep. is kind of busting through as well so it's like nipple areola <laughs> and then tit in a triangle you're like no I've sloppy that, that looks that looks sl- oh lately, and i'm like wow <laughs> yeah at the gym i live at the rock climbing gym people have been wearing some very see-through like white tops and i'm like is this the vibe yeah. now we're just okay sure climb those Interesting. rocks but I guess it's good you need the freedom when you're rock climbing right like mm-hmm. at least they're not restricted yeah they got full reach they're not. so yeah they can hold on to yeah. the wall for you <laughs> you're good <laughs> gotcha <laughs> okay jury's out on skims Mm-hmm. TBC. Yeah, let us know what you think. Yeah, let us know. And yeah. Janessa, let us know if you do buy the titty bra. Maybe maybe Zach can get it for you for Valentine's. <laughs> That's super sweet. Yeah, he'll be like, what, what do you want this? I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'll keep you guys updated on some random episodes yes. someday. I'll yes. be like, I got it. <laughs> well, today's topic. So when we had the modern medium on, um, we we're really impressed Amy even Mm. brought it up in that recording that she had so many tangible takeaways in terms of books and authors and that stood out to us that was really impressive and we were like wow um so today's episode we're bringing to you books that have helped us along our healing journey so we have them and we're ready to share with you a little bit about them in hopes that maybe one of these will stick out to you and feel like a good fit for you at this time or maybe in the future you'll want to yeah i'm so intrigued side note modern medium i saw Mm -hmm. she was reading yesterday or the day before yesterday women who run with the wolves which is supposed to be another epic book so yeah her taste chef's kiss yes it is an epic oh have you read it so good Oh, I have read it. it is it blew on my the mind. is it on the list? Is it on today's list? No, it's not on today's list, but it should have been. So just Would it, you can know, you give us just a teeny a little... recap? What's the what's the yeah. concept? So, Women Who Run with Wolves is a book that was written, I believe, by a psychologist or a therapist, and she wrote this to highlight basically all fairy tales to modern day times, how women are archetyped. Oh. And how by the archetypes that were put into were confined into societal norms. And then she explores through old fairy tales from like Germany, from Russia, these women who are more wild, like who are not contained. And like they, you know, instead of being like a princess who needed a prince's kiss, it's like a woman who went and like killed a witch and like did all this badass shit. And so she basically is talking about the many aspects of being a woman and how the world around us only serves certain stories to most mm-hmm. societies and how that psychologically impacts yeah. women into be- believing they're not worth they're second class citizens yeah. basically um believing that and so she's pointing out no wait we have a very strong lineage and line of lore on women who are very capable very badass and she's saying you know whether you are 
you know, the archetype of a mother, you're caring, you're nurturing to people, or you're the archetype of a female warrior where you are ready to go to battle for people you love or things you love. It's just really comforting to read, like, all these ways in which, you know, culture has changed more Mm -hmm. to fit society's Mm -hmm. standards to Mm -hmm. women now. Because you'll start being like, oh, wait, that story was different. And it's like, yeah, it was different. And so that's so cool very 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 good i've got to read that Mm -hmm. that's very different to what i thought it was going to be but i love that i thought it was going to be like (laughs) i don't know why i thought it was going to be like (laughs) no i'm not going to say that that's right i'm I'm not going to say that no i'm not (laughs) i'm not gonna okay (laughs) i don't want to get cancelled i don't want to get (laughs) cancelled no okay okay (laughs) you're good you're good um okay cool um okay if that's not on your list what is the first book on your list Jessa? okay so i in no particular order i want to want to first point out um so i have a a literal stack Mm. of books and i think this is a really good follow-up to what we just talked about but this book is called your story is your power free your feminine voice and this is by Susie herrick who um this is actually my really best really really good friend one of my besties Rosalind her basically her godmother wrote this um and Susie is just I've met her as just a woman and I didn't even know she was an author when I met her and she is just radiant and very confident in herself and spiritual and just like someone who you really feel drawn into like when you meet her you're just like wow this person is magic so when Rosalind gifted me this book um she gifted me this and her other one for my for my not high school but college graduation I really fell in love with them they're so beautifully done so I'm showing Amy but in the books there's oh yeah I guess it's a little blurred out (laughs) but there's watercolors that the artist Ella Ellie pardon me Luna did and she's an amazing like watercolor cool. artist. But in here, basically, it goes through what has muted the feminine voice and a lot of worries and concerns and challenges women face in um, advocating for this, themselves in relationships and in health, oh. in their own health. And it's done in a way that really empowers you. And, um, and it also empowers you to really consider the way you look at other women. So in this book, she really poses why are we raised almost woman Mm -hmm. against woman and why do we tend to like be this way like how do we fix this because this isn't the natural cycle women are supposed Mm -hmm. to be a sisterhood Mm -hmm. you know so she it's just amazing and like yeah she has like so many thoughtful things and like there's quotation pages and um like here's one it says we are like fish challenged to understand water since the fish has never experienced anything else, it is almost impossible for it to see or conceive of water, but the bubble rising past the inquisitive fish can offer a critical clue. So, like, it's just, like, oh, how do you see mm-hmm. your world? What shapes your world? And in the end, she gives resources to all these, like, women-centered groups all over the world <clears throat> who are doing like amazing things to support other women in their healing journeys nice. so highly highly recommend that's very cool yeah. I've, I, don't, I don't think I've ever come across a book focusing solely on that as a topic I feel like I need to read more mm-hmm. like literature about women because <laughs> like, I even like even yeah. like the healing books that I've or the books that I'm considering 
of like the books that have helped me heal, they're very like gender neutral. Or I feel like there's a lot Mm -hmm. more I need to explore about like being a woman and what that means. Mm -hmm. So I like that, that little theme. Yes. Thinking about that one. Yeah, please do. And I'm also a little biased because yeah. I know Susie as a person and I just think she is such a unique, vibrant voice in the world. So oh. I'm just like, everybody, read it. <laughs> so yeah, how about your first book, Amy? My first book was, I mean, I think none of these are things I haven't mentioned before because I do think there have just been a handful that have made the hugest impact on me and that I really want to encourage everyone to read. Um, and I know you've read this one too. I think we might have even spoke about it on the podcast before. But The Body Book mm-hmm. by Cameron Diaz was, and I, I actually read this years ago before I, pretty sure like before I had RA. Um, but it just taught me everything about my body, which like all the stuff that we were missing being taught in school or like in our social circles, but like important stuff that we should know I just feel like she covered it all so well. And she taught, mm-hmm. I remember, I distinctly remember that she like spoke with a lot of vulnerability about when she was first famous and her eating habits and stuff then and how that has like developed and grown. I think we all know Cameron Diaz now as being like this really athletic, like sporty, like California mm-hmm. blonde um, type person. But that's, that is not relevant to the book, but um yeah I really really loved it it made a huge impact on me and it's like something that I still reference in my mind today around she literally taught me like wheat, what wheat is mm. <laughs> like that bit yes. like that book literally yeah that. like the book literally goes into like wheat mm. and how it's processed and like what white bread is and yeah just so much stuff like literally she Cameron Diaz like taught me that animals eat grass and the grass like has vitamins and we get vitamins from the animals because they eat grass <laughs> why did why did Cameron Diaz teach me that I don't know I like I maybe at school they did try to teach me that as well it just went in one ear and out the other um but yeah if you are currently in a place or you feel like there's more that you can learn about things like that it's a really good starting point to just get all of that groundwork covered before you get into the, like the hyped up like chronic illness exclusion diets and shit like that because she's obviously just writing that for like an everyday healthy person Mm. and I think not healthy but an everyday person that isn't specifically trying to like fight an illness um and that's just I think that's the most important groundwork before you get into something else that's like inflammation (laughs) Mm -hmm. yes yeah oh I love that and she did that wheat thing stuck out so much to me because she even gives like a a drawing of an example of like the husk of the wheat and like where is the fiber in this and like what are we actually eating versus what we should be eating on that so yeah I feel like I don't know if I'm getting it confused my mind but I feel like she also goes into like vulvas a lot yeah she does and I think when I read that I was like 20 21 or whatever and I hadn't really got into all the vulva parts and Mm -hmm. stuff like that it's really good Sorry, I interrupted. Yeah, no, she, that was a really a big yeah. win. Big win for yeah. her. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, I guess yes. maybe yeah. we'll switch off That's and I'll good. share my next book with you. Again, this is in no particular okay. order, so I'm just 
going through the stack I have pulled that have really helped me out. There's this book called Beat Autoimmune, and I have some qualms with that title, but it is the title. And it says, The Six Keys to Reverse Your Condition, Reclaim Your Health. This is by Palmer Kipola. And um, Mark Hyman, who is an MD, who is like famous for doing like the food fix and a bunch of other books, he, I guess, went through, read this and like gave it a really good review as well. So that's actually how I found it because I was really enjoying Mark Hyman at that time. Um, But yeah, so to go more into it, this book, like Amy was saying, I would start off with the body book if you're looking for something general and a little bit more uplifting. This one is like straight up like this is all exploring women with all different autoimmune diseases who have quote cured and or um, have created a environment for their bodies where they're not symptomatic anymore with their autoimmune diseases. And the title, my qualm with the title is like be autoimmune I guess the way I view my autoimmune disease is not it's not necessarily just working against me anymore like it's gifted me a lot of like uh, information and foresight into how I treat Mm -hmm. myself so I almost don't feel like it's something I need to be out of myself it's something I just want to like kind of work out you know (laughs) of my system Um, but this book is amazing because it goes through like what foods are very difficult for people with certain autoimmune diseases so this one is like very science broken down but then it goes into like stories like how did these women do this like where are they now like mm. you know and the cool thing too is it gives optimal vegetables and like it tells you like what is best for people with RA what is best for people with Crohn's to eat again when I say what is best my other thing is I would recommend this book but take what works for you and mm-hmm. leave the rest because this is such an information dump that you might feel overwhelmed and as someone who loves and appreciates food I don't ever want people to be like oh my god I can't eat that I can't eat that I can't like don't restrict yourself like you know but it definitely has some really good information the science behind these foods and why they are inflammatory like what does inflammatory mean and then it goes into like lab work and what you can look for when you're kind of reversing these things um so it's very sciencey, mm. and if you're looking for that, like if you're looking to really get into the science on like a cellular level, nice. I would read this. Yeah. I I think that's really great because the, I think that's the best place to get your understanding on a science level because I think a lot of the mm-hmm. stuff on the internet is like so science that you actually can't understand it, like the published. Yeah. Um, studies you know like the reviews of the studies I'm like I I don't oh yeah (laughs) I just try and just like skip to the last sentence of everything to be like they'll just sum it up in a sentence at the end um but yeah I think getting it from books where it is a doctor writing for someone who is not a doctor Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the best places that you can build your understanding of what's actually like going on in your body at a cellular level yeah Mm -hmm. really fascinating so yeah that one is uh that one's not super cheery it's very like detailed so if you're looking for something cheery to start out with don't don't start it on (laughs) just being honest honest book review um yeah let me should i do another not cheery one then while we're in the depths of not cheery these are two let's, um, let's do it two on the um subject of trauma which is like something Mm -hmm. that I really got into 
after being diagnosed because I kind of picked up that um, autoimmune diseases, there's theories that autoimmune diseases are a response to like trauma being held in the body. But like, you know, this is like, un- I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's like unfounded and not like a scientifically accepted thing that that, that, that is what causes them before anyone um, says that I'm speaking out of turn. Um, but it's definitely something that rang true to me. Um, so I kind of started a li- looking a little bit more into that sort of thing. And two books that have helped me, um, they're mostly helpful because they are accounts of other people's trauma and like how their bodies responded to it. Um, but I'm pr- and I feel like we might have actually mentioned this book weirdly in the last episode, but um, it is like, and I couldn't remember its title last time either. When the Body Says No by Gabor Mante, which you will have seen him. Um, he did a, I personally do not like Diary of a CEO. Don't know if anyone else. Um, do you know who Diary of a CEO is, Janessa? He it's must be big in well, the no. UK. It's a really big podcast yeah. in the UK. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure he had Gabor Mante on and he discussed this book. Um, but so this is get studies of people that become ill because they were either like repressed um in their childhood Mm. like they couldn't express their emotions properly which is something that's really important to me because that's kind of a pattern that I've spotted in myself um so I really recommend that but then also which is slightly more technical and slightly more less about being ill after and more about just different responses to trauma and Mm. different treatments of trauma is um the body keeps the score by i can't remember hang on i'm gonna google his surname but i know i will absolutely cock it up anyway because it's vessel um band of clerk or something (laughs) um oh no vessel van der kolk i wasn't too far off um, but anyway, that is really fascinating for me. That was like the first one I read and it's actually what got me going to therapy was reading that book. Um, mm. But it's really, I can imagine it would be like quite triggering. If like, it's just a bit, the trauma that he talks about in it is like just stuff stuff. Yeah, 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 literally capital T yeah. trauma. Um, <laughs> it's really intense. So maybe, um, yeah, go gently with that one. But yeah, two recommendations on how trauma affects the body um, mm. and different treatments for trauma. Ooh, I like that. I That reminds me, it wasn't on my list, but there is a book, I haven't finished reading it yet, but it's called It Didn't Start mm. With You. Um, I'm trying to remember who the author is. Um, it's Mark okay. Wolin, the author, and that studies trauma in your ancestral Mm -hmm. lines and it's kind of crazy because from what I've read of the book like your grandmother's trauma impacts you greatly if you're a female because um your mom in your grandmother's stomach is already starting to create Mm -hmm. eggs and you are one of those eggs so literally the trauma your grandma went through if it wasn't necessarily well regulated or if she grew up in a really difficult area or around famine that carries over directly and like has a huge impact on people's uh, mental health and like physical Mm. health so yeah like stored trauma is like a cellular thing that I didn't know about like scientifically cellular and I was like oh my gosh 
so yeah very good book so far but i haven't finished it so i can't give you the full full review (laughs) (laughs) but something i can give you the full review on that is in my list which i'm actually excited about it's called deeply holistic Mm -hmm. a guide to intuitive self-care and on it the cover also says know your body live consciously and nature your or nurture pardon me your spirit and this is by pip waller and i actually think she's from the uk i'm pretty sure i, pip, I might be wrong pip sounds that, like a very british female name pip yeah i'm pretty Pippa. sure she is and this like this i have just marked this yeah, up so much I because i just love this book and i basically okay <laughs> So in it, it goes over. So I was trying to un. I have like a foggy filter on my um, <laughs> on my camera. So Amy's seeing all these books as if I'm holding them through like a window that's foggy. But um, this book, I love it because it goes into all aspects of, and it's not just for women. It's for anybody. But it goes into recipes that are really good for our body and nurturing. And what times of the year should we be utilizing certain fruits, Ooh, certain vegetables, cool. and. It even goes as, like, here, I'm going to go to my first tab. Let's see. (laughs) So, yeah, I've written all in this book, too. And it goes over, like, traditions around food and how it literally makes us conceptualize what we're eating. And, like, eating in front of a TV, how can that be detrimental to us? Like, it's really beautiful. And then it goes into, like, different cultures. So it goes into, like, classical... um, cultures it goes into classical chinese Mm -hmm. medicine um and how that's helped the liver and like ways we can utilize that now so it pulls from all this book basically pip just pulled the best of all health things that can really better your spirit soul and body Mm -hmm. from all different cultures and i feel like she managed to put this into a tiny book that is actually digestible instead of needing to read through like 800 pages you're reading 200 filled with like stuff that has just been mm-hmm. picked out and that is so so good so she even goes into like breathing and like yoga it's just beautifully done so if you're looking like if you're someone who is into wellness but maybe you're not quite into the holistic aspect yet like you're like hmm, I'm not sure this is a good place to start it won't overwhelm you the way it's written is really beautiful and she even says you don't even need to like do all these things like just pick one that stands out to your your heart your soul nice so, good highly recommend i really love books where they're touching on loads of different stuff and just like presenting mm-hmm. the information to you for you to do with it like what you wish because so many books yeah. are just like people selling you an idea that they're sure on like a singular idea Mm -hmm. and like it really sometimes books like really do feel like a sales pitch um so I love it when it's just like um yeah just loads of information that they've put together and they're like yeah if this feels Mm -hmm. right to you then go for it um, my next book was I've actually probably the only book that I'm going to talk about that I haven't actually read as a physical book. It was an audio book, but I read it. I listened to it in COVID. As is why, like I think, just everyone's mind was so much more like sucking things in during that time. Well, I was at least. Like I feel like I remember so much stuff that I listened to during that time. Um, but Untamed by Glennon Doyle. 
Have you read Ooh, it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I I listened oh. to that as well, actually. And it was right when I got my elbow oh. surgery. And so I was pretty out of it. But I listened to it multiple times after. And it's beautifully oh, it's done. It's so good. So Glennon Doyle um, was a, like, Christian. I think she calls herself, like, a Christian mommy <laughs> blogger. Um, who was, like, really mm-hmm. kind of trapped in her life. Her husband was cheating on her um and that she goes into this book which is just one of the most shocking things in the world she talks about how they were in couples therapy together and the therapist like suggested to her that she should be like sucking her husband's dick more like she's like i don't want to have sex and her literal therapist was like have you tried sucking him off (laughs) like sorry um so yeah she's really deeply unhappy in this life but um had a bit of like a following she was kind of like presenting herself as like perfect wife um going to church whatever she was also um an alcoholic or she became an alcoholic um after the breakdown of her marriage and um then she met a um famous footballer in america um who Mm -hmm. happens to be a woman um, at an event who was also an alcoholic um, and yeah so Glennon has her oh, I think she actually calls it like an awakening um, to her sexuality yeah. she doesn't really go into like she's not like yeah I'm a lesbian it's more just like someone that really mm-hmm. saw her for who she was and she kind of felt seen mm-hmm. and acknowledged for the first time in her life um, and then she just goes into like unappointed unapologetically like breaking away from the constraints that she had built up for herself throughout her whole life by trying to fit into this mold of like the perfect mom the perfect wife um it's just such a powerful like honest book Mm -hmm. um and I think the way she writes it is with a lot of humor even though she's talking about like some quite dark stuff at times it's really humorous um and yeah I just fucking loved it it was so good um, I'm not really sure if it's helped me on my healing journey in terms of chronic illness, but it's definitely just a really powerful book um, that I think all women mm. should read. Yeah, no, I would highly agree with that. I'd say I'd say it yeah. helps on the healing journey because all, I think so because all these books, like, they just give us more perspective. Yeah. And I think the more we shape and form our perspectives and expand ourselves and challenge what we believe our own boundaries are, I think that's so helpful when you're going through a chronic illness, even if it doesn't pertain to chronic illness, even if it's a fantasy book, like having something that brings you hope or having somewhere where you can open a book and feel like you're in another realm Mm -hmm. or world or that you're learning something new is so exciting. That's so true. It's so exciting. Mm -hmm. So no, that one I would highly suggest. And I remember this like example she gave of like a cheetah Mm -hmm. in a zoo or like, a lioness in a zoo and like how she was like she doesn't belong here like why are we pretending like she couldn't just like rip us apart yeah. like you know <laughs> so I loved that but oh no that one's so good I need to reread that when you're talking I was like I want to reread that one. Oh my gosh all right well I have another right back to sciencey stuffs again but this is um yeah, I, I would say if you're going to read this, read some Glennon Doyle or something lighter to accompany it because this one's dense, and um, but it's very good. This is The Disease Disillusion, and it's by Dr. Jeffrey S. Bland, and he's um, a, kind of a naturopath doctor and um, 
kind of goes against the grain of not like what we would call the medical field even though he was classically trained as a medical doctor um so he actually like dives into all things about the way we treat patients the way we um receive lab work the way that it's determined whether or not it's of concern and something that stood out to me in here was like he said like when you get your lab work back like there's a range um there's a range and that range people don't question where is that range coming from well it's coming from the area you live in and the state you live in um the average in the average people there so you're actually when you get average in a range it's the people who make up the range are the people around you geographically so if you look around he says if you live in an area and people are very unhealthy around you and you're at the average range like this actually isn't necessarily a good thing like you might want (laughs) to you might want to work towards somewhere else in the range you know and so that can feel really intense to hear so I want to like warn you again like take this all with a grain of salt like he is just trying to give um information in into how the medical field can be biased at times and how it forgets to let people know a lot about Mm. what's going on with testing and um all kinds of things we get done but he talks all about the digestive system he goes very into depth about how your cells regenerate how often your cells regenerate and how there is a lot of hope that even if you are at your worst right now health-wise mentally physically that if you are able to stay consistent and make these small changes that on a cellular level like you can recreate your body and that was something that kind of blew my mind so like by I think he said five to seven years by that time you have an entirely new cellular body like no like it's just regenerated your skin cells are very quick to regenerate but a lot of other cells for your organs like those will regenerate themselves as well so basically it's intense book it's a quite the read (laughs) and it goes through allergies as well but it is genuinely worth it he gives a variety of um recipes at the end and like things that he has seen as a doctor Mm. that have really worked for people um so yeah he's kind of trying to take the um he's trying to take the mask off of how do I say this he's he's saying that doctors have to tiptoe a lot around what they say because they work for these larger companies in the U.S. um, but he doesn't work for a larger company he owns his own company and so he was like I am gonna just speak my truth about all these things and it's so beautiful like he was like your doctor if they're not telling you to work out like four to five times a week then I don't know what they're doing for you because he's like it's true like you you, we do need to move our bodies and he talks about that and um I'll stop there I could go on and on but his stuff is it's not I guess it's kind of intense with education in there like there's a lot again similar to um the beat autoimmune Mm -hmm. but this one has like such a nice twist on it because he also says like this is how you can conquer what you're going through he doesn't say beat it doesn't say get get over it but how do you conquer your chronic illness and how do you begin to live a healthier and longer life that you feel happier yeah good that's yeah that is a message that's a message that you don't like get all the time it all becomes about healing where it's just Mm -hmm. being like I love that like the just just chill and just live healthy every day Mm -hmm. do what you can to live healthy every day 
yeah, yeah and that we know that that's like the most powerful thing you can do really because it all adds up mm-hmm. yeah. my next one is called the healthy life by jessica supple i wish i'd brought my books i feel bad Janessa's doing me like a full show and tell and it's much more engaging and then I'm just I mean I know you listening it doesn't matter either way but I feel bad for Janessa um, <laughs> it's all good I'm, I'm but yeah The Healthy Life by Jessica Seppel she is a nutritionist um, and she's now gone on to make supplements um, but yeah started as a nutritionist she's South African but she lives in Australia and this book, The Healthy Life, I feel like maybe my mum must have bought it for me, or maybe I bought it for myself, but it literally taught me everything I now know about like preparing healthy food, um, which is like invaluable. I would say that's like one of the first two things, mm-hmm. like after you've been diagnosed, if you don't already know how to cook, learn to cook immediately, because like your yeah. life will just, be so much easier when you're exhausted from everything else if you can just be like oh no I could just whip up this like salmon and sweet potato and healthy whole foods um because you know you need to know how to cook that stuff like it doesn't taste good if you Mm. can't cook it like whole foods are the worst to eat if they're not prepared right yeah. <laughs> you're like this is dry this is horrible and mushy or like dry and hard and yeah you really you it's just one of those things like you just have to do it it's a non-negotiable um but yeah her book the healthy life makes it really digestible easy she talks again it kind of she like reiterates um what different nutrients do to you i think she mm. might be I think she might be recovering from an eating disorder, I feel. So it has a bit of a like approach, you know, there's like a page where you like write a commitment to yourself that you're gonna like eat, oh. you know, whatever, eight healthy foods a day or whatever, that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, then it goes into like breakfast, lunch, dinner, and just, yeah, different, preparing different healthy foods, literally. Um, but there's like really great little things that stick in my mind, like salad dressings are so Mm. great to know how to make because store-bought salad dressings are like universally full of shit unless you're buying like the freshly prepared ones like that is like by the salad counter which are extortionate and do not keep for very long um the ones that are like in the ambient in the uk we'd call it like ambient shelving and i would guarantee that's not what you call it but you know the shelf stable ones in america they are like full of shit but the the irony Mm -hmm. is you can always make like fresh good anti-inflammatory salad dressings from shelf stable ingredients but it's just like you need to make them fresh and then they're not full of the preservatives and shit but you can still you don't have to be like buying fresh lemons and juicing them all the time you don't like you can buy like concentrated lemon juice I know I'm going off on a tangent but basically it's great it taught me it's taught me loads about cooking and seasoning whole foods flavoring whole foods um and you know using olive oil rather than rapeseed oil and stuff like that just all of that good stuff that's really helpful to know when you're trying to feed yourself an anti-inflammatory diet so yeah the healthy life mm-hmm. is a really good 
place to start um and it's not full of like obscure japanese kimchi you know there's no like yeah. weird ingredients that you have to order from like a specialist <laughs> online retailer it's just stuff that you can buy in the supermarket mm-hmm. that's awesome i no. love that that's super yes. empowering no shade on, no shade on kimchi by the way that was a great superfood like that was just that was what came to my that was what just came just... to my head but i do know that that is widely available okay everyone <laughs> <laughs> you think thanks <laughs> yes oh man all right well i have yeah. a light heart more light-hearted book now this one's been through a lot like i'm gonna try and show amy like it has so much yeah. on it I've had this since it's been through so much with me. I got this my freshman year of college. And um, what happened is I brought this to class and I spilled my coffee on it in college. Oh. It was so sad. But I, I've, stick, I've stuck with it still. No, I was going to say, maybe it still smells like coffee. It does not, you guys. Confirmed, it does not. It's just stained. But this book is The Universe Has Your Back by Gabrielle Bernstein. It's on you, I literally, oh my gosh. Okay, I'll do a little and then, no, and then you'll, you'll talk about it because I'm like, oh my gosh. I love yeah. this book so much. And it this book is, you know, depending on how much you read, how often you read, um, if you would have told me a few years ago that this book was short, I'd be like, you're um, crazy because <laughs> it's about 175 pages. Uh, but truly, this is one you can read through so easily and it just reads well and it makes spiritual concepts and not just spiritual but like it just makes concepts of thinking outside of the box larger than yourself into something that's very digestible Mm -hmm. and I personally what helped me the most from this book um, that stood out is she was like you can ask the universe for signs Mm -hmm. like you can ask the universe to communicate with you it just doesn't speak English it doesn't speak your language so you need to be very specific about the way it's going to communicate with you so she gives this example of like seeing an owl like asking like the universe to send like an image of an owl or when she sees an owl fly by she's like okay that's you so at this time in my life in college I reread this again my junior year when I got diagnosed with RA and I was really going through it and I remember asking the universe to um show me the Beatles the band so I was like any like if a Beatles song comes on or if I see something of the Beatles like I'll know it's you and I did that because while I love the Beatles it wasn't like something you'd see every day out in Washington (laughs) you know and it was so wild I started like just a little side story I went to this little like vintage shop and like sitting on the counter there was a little (laughs) like I think it might be in this book now but it was like a little card of the Beatles like it was all the Beatles on this little card and I was like oh my god I love it and it just like nothing else in the shop was the Beatles and I was like this is it like this I was supposed to come here it's the universe so that's that but Amy what did you think about this I'm so excited it was on your list too it is the single most comforting book I've ever read it Mm -hmm. gave me that sense of there being something bigger like that that book is my bible Mm -hmm. literally like some people have the holy bible I have the universe has my back um it's like the same concept as like there being like an all-loving god that is protecting you and like has your Mm -hmm. best interest it's that concept just in a secular way um so yeah I just needed it so bad and it's this exact same I read it when I was first being diagnosed I remember um 
I was at that spa. Any of you that remember from our diagnosis story episode, I was at a spa <laughs> um, when the doctor rang me and told me I had RA. I was reading that book um, at that spa break. Um, but yeah, it is so just comforting for someone that doesn't already have a higher power like and and isn't Mm. doesn't want to like get into religion it's the perfect like substitute of like teaching you to believe in something greater than yourself and that you're always protected um and i have the Mm. same sign the story like of asking for signs i when i was reading it i asked for a snake because like snakes you just like you don't see snakes very often in the UK um and I went for a walk and I like sat down on on this bench and next to me someone had someone's earring had like broken off and it was on this bench and it was a little silver snake yeah oh my gosh oh that's give me chills yeah so yeah I love that I'm obsessed with that concept of um asking for signs that you're like protected and loved um Mm -hmm. yeah it's just such a wholesome comforting lovely book that people need Mm -hmm. yes yeah highly recommend and yeah that one is a good place to start Mm. for sure for sure Um, my next one Uh. is i think you're gonna have Mm -hmm. it on your list potentially i mean we've spoken about it before but Uh you are the placebo yeah yep, that's okay. yep. <laughs> take it away Amy go go <laughs> um, so yeah we spoke about this in like one of our first episodes but this mm-hmm. is Dr. Joe Dispenza the Dr. Joe Dispenza um who is a guy that broke his back in a bike if I th- is this actual Joe or am I making or is this I've no. no yeah yeah you're right he broke you're his right. back yeah. in a bike race um and they were you know like a big I don't need to get into it you guys know what a bike race is um but yeah he was in hospital and they were like you need to have surgery but like it's really likely that you like won't have mobility and stuff like that like it's gonna you'll be Mm -hmm. able to like walk but it's gonna really impact your life and he was like nah I'm not doing that I'm gonna lay in this hospital bed and rebuild my spine in my mind (laughs) and that's what he did just off the mm-hmm. just off the cuff he was like yeah. I'm gonna um, rebuild my spine and he did that yeah. uh, in the space of like eight months so he had no surgeries like he had rehab and stuff like that but um, yeah he fixed his broken spine um, so that's an iconic story for people that are have mm-hmm. an illness and this book is going into tons more case studies of where people have been ill and they have fixed themselves or their body has fixed itself not all the stories are people consciously doing it but um yeah it's it's stories of like basically miraculous recoveries from things um Mm -hmm. and obviously the the concept is placebos everyone knows or most people know what a placebo pill is so that is literal evidence like the fact that people can take placebo pills and their ailment is healed that is all the evidence we need to know that our bodies can heal themselves um and it's just Mm -hmm. a matter of activating that and i'm not saying that activating that is easy by any stretch takes a lot of faith um which we are absolutely taught not to have (laughs) 
<laughs> because they want yeah. our money money um so yeah mm-hmm. but yeah absolutely great impactful book um oh. that can just give you so much hope i'm sure you think the same it, yeah oh my gosh yeah and to add on like yeah the stories are amazing in there the research is there so it's not only it it merges spirituality with yeah. science and i think that's why i loved that book so deeply because i it was digestible in the way that he wrote it for all levels you don't have to go in understanding like cellular activity or the placebo it gets taught to you and like there's so much takeaway and then I have a weird little story because when I read that it like really changed things for me that book really started my healing journey like really really prompted it but that book when I looked up Joe Dispenza one time I was like I was just looking him up online he went to the college I went to, which is a really oh. small, weird little college. And then he lived in the town the near my college, which is extremely small. It's the capital of Washington, Olympia. So he was a physical therapist. Like when he was hit by a car on his bike and his back broke, he actually was a practicing physical therapist at that time. So he like had he had the concepts of like what the spine would yeah. look like based off like models and like would co- like look at this and like in his mind rebuild like all the like structural things that he'd learned in school but it blew my mind that he went to school or I went to school because it was a really really tiny 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 college like liberal arts tiny so he went to other colleges too um like he went on to get his master's and doctorate and stuff but I thought that felt really cool. I was like, oh, no way. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty neat. So yeah, I was fangirling hard and I was like, oh my God, just been You're like going <laughs> to get your picture taken outside where he used to have his practice. <laughs> and like, hey, just <laughs> like abandoned building. Hi. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, you know, there is a, there's oh. another book that I have... And I'm just looking. I was wondering what the hell you're doing. She's just been like staring up. up. I was just like, you okay, hon? (laughs) (laughs) Help. Her eyes are like rolling Well, you know what? I don't see it just yet. But um, if it comes to me, it comes to me. If not, another episode. But I think since you're reading it currently, Amy, I do have the golden secrets up here. And I know we've talked about it a little in, in other podcasts, but... Um, podcast episodes but I was hoping I haven't read it in a little bit to be honest and I remember the things that really stood out to me I brought them up before like a lot of this book is called The Golden Secrets by Jessie Goulden and she is an RA warrior or if you don't want to call it a warrior an RA alchemist I'd call her because she's really taken a disadvantaged situation and created a beautiful life through it and um she i just love it she's not a victim to her circumstances she has just grabbed the reins where she can and has gone with it and she's here to like show other women like how they can grab the reins too and that they don't have to live this disempowered life oh so i just love to hear what you think about it too amy because i know you're you're more currently have read yeah Yeah. no i love it i love that it hasn't been she really toes the line between like kind of being like woo-woo and also not too woo-woo that you're like this girl's Mm -hmm. crazy like it's very like practical but she also like owns the more woo-woo parts of it if you which is which is really good for me because I 
do tend to be a, like sometimes sometimes a bit put off by the super like super out there mm. stuff like you know telling you about home um <laughs> yep <laughs> but yeah really great I've already made so many like actionable changes from this mm-hmm. book like um eating seasonally she's there's a really inspiring or a really interesting part of it which was all about like eating like your ancestors did and like that we not mm-hmm. everyone is like suited to eating like tropical fruits because like we yeah. our ancestors didn't eat that like my ancestors were literally having like swede <laughs> so i'm starting swede more now um so yeah that's really like the diet stuff was really cool um the but the non-toxicity stuff mm-hmm. is something that i haven't really touched on yet i feel like that's like the next chapter of like yeah. my life and my health is i'm gonna be removing eventually over time gonna be like removing all of the like toxic stuff so we're already done like all the cleaning products now in our place are all natural cleaning products yeah. uh, my toothpaste got rid of my toothpaste my all my co- literally basically all of my cosmetics now are um yeah non-toxic and i think that is a really obvious thing that i'm i don't know why it's taken me like six years of having ra to get to that um it's mm-hmm. that's really interesting and also like coming to yours um was really interesting for me on that because you had so many of those practices like the sun cream you know just being at yours you're like i wouldn't use that and i was like oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, I loved it. I loved it. Because like, okay. I hadn't even like crossed my mind that like sun cream could be bad for you <laughs> until I met you. Then I looked it up and I was like, mm-hmm. oh no, like this is can be bad for you. Um so yeah, it's kind of funny that but yeah, so basically she goes into th- that a lot in the book as well. So yeah, it's a very well rounded yes. book or touching on so many mm-hmm. different things. It goes beyond just like the health of your body. It's a much more like mm-hmm. holistic. Oh, I love it. Yeah, Jesse Golden. Ah, uh, goals. She Maybe someday we will get her on. Goals. It would be such a win. Oh my gosh, uh, I would love to she's hear. Like, she's also like forty-two yeah. and looks younger than me. Legit. Yep, and she's I having know. a baby. I'm so, so excited cool. for her. Yeah, it's a magical baby. She's unreal. Mm-hmm. Unreal. Yeah. Well, I guess the last thing I want to say about books too is so I can't necessarily give it's more of like a feeling it's not like a science to it but since I started reading fantasy books I've been feeling so much better you guys I was wondering I'm so how you were gonna work that <laughs> I'm gonna bring her in I'm sorry but you guys read a quarter thorn of roses series or like go get fourth wing or something you know it's like some like fairy romance fun with maybe a little smut who knows <laughs> But I would say the last most recent book in the Akatar series, the Court of Silver Flame, um, I think that had a lot to do with, and without giving anything away, it really helped me through a fantasy world address some issues of security and like self-criticism um, through a character that I also have experienced in my life and the ways that I've kind of started to self-sabotage myself in the past around people who I know love me Mm. and who have been there for Mm. me so I just thought 
sometimes fantasy books like even though these healing books are so good and like will give you a lot of food for thought sometimes being in another world that's not yours and seeing how those characters um tackle these tough Mm -hmm. situations is really you know can give you a little something absolutely like there's something Mm -hmm. to be learned from all stories i think and if it's not learning like just enjoyment and just like having something to do when you're in your place and like you don't feel like going out you're sick of like watch tv's Mm -hmm. making you feel like you're you know (laughs) washing your life down the drain like reading at least Mm -hmm. to me it doesn't feel it doesn't give me that same sense of like dis-ease as watching the tv for hours on end it feels a bit more Mm -hmm. like you're doing something and it doesn't have yes. to be some of it doesn't have to be exactly like you're saying non-fiction fiction can be incredible too and it also doesn't need to be like intelligent fiction <laughs> like you're saying like fantasy yes, is good yeah. but another it's so niche <laughs> so niche but uh-huh. one of my favorite things I've ever read is <laughs> motorcycle club romance books I don't know if um it's a whole genre um but i got into them Uh so they're basically that they're not very well written okay they're not like they're you're not in it for like something that's well written but it's just Mm -hmm. kind of cheap thrills but i for a while i had a kindle unlimited subscription is that what it's called or amazon Mm -hmm. unlimited i don't know something unlimited i think so um and basically all these motorcycle club books are like part of the unlimited so i just read so (laughs) many um, but they're all just like yeah cheap thrills romance but obviously a motorcycle club is very different from my like prim and proper English upbringing <laughs> so <laughs> for me it may as well have been a fantasy world um, so yeah it does, yeah if like the fae aren't your thing find like Mm-hmm. another type of fiction genre that you just vibe with yes. they like and try and make it like semi high vibe I think is beneficial like don't get into like mm-hmm. I mean obviously if you like them then do it but like I feel like crime thriller books I don't think you should read too many of those or like war literature uh-huh. honestly I don't think you should read all those all the time either like try and make it like yeah. fun switch it up, <laughs> yeah. switch it up a little it, bit like, if you are also, when you said war literature, my brain went, people read that. <laughs> I I can't. I literally cannot. I don't want to know about, like, I know from history class, like, historical wars, but to read in depth, I'm like, it's oh, so goodness. Tough. It's so painful. And, like, it is completely right that, like, we need to keep the whole, everything that happened to those mm-hmm. people alive. Because, like, the sacrifices yes. are, like, things that we literally couldn't even wrap our little heads around. Like, the things that people yeah. went through it's so important that those like stories are ongoing but it's also so Mm -hmm. fucking heavy like the thing with me with like what i had to study world war ii literature for my a level in english that's why i like that's why it like came Mm -hmm. to my mind um because i've read quite a lot of it and it's just the worst because you know that these things actually happen to these people and you're like you know they literally were like 18 year old german boys like fighting a war that they didn't believe in at all and like killing people and then dying yeah. and like that's just fucking awful so yeah yeah but you know Ugh. 
truth uh, heartbreak yeah, already I'm like no I'm sorry, <laughs> that's not a very good podcast thing to do um but yeah oh, no yeah. yeah oh yeah well I guess on another quick note too I think that if you're like if you're like me I hated reading like I've never been a reader like mm. I just don't open books and just sit yeah. there and read and what got me into it is audiobooks yeah. I love audiobooks. So if you're here and you're like, wait, I don't really read much. That's fine. Yeah. Don't worry. Just pop in your headphones, play an audiobook, and do something else. Like, you yep. can clean your house. You can go for a walk. You could, like, fold your laundry mm. while you listen to an audiobook and just, like, learn yeah. from it. And, um, yeah, it's almost like being here on a podcast, but it's just, like, four hours yeah. long or something. <laughs> and Spotify now, in the UK at least, yeah. has audiobooks included in, like, the Prime. basic subscription yeah like I don't have yeah. a special subscription and I have loads of audiobooks on there now so yeah get on that wow heck yeah. yes anyway yeah. well oh I've enjoyed <laughs> this and now I have some books I yes. want to read I'm like oh you mentioned a couple and Me I'm like too. all right I'm gonna listen my, back to this and my reading list is just getting out of control though I don't know there aren't enough hours Dude. in the day I <laughs> Me too. Me too. I think I've got like a couple months booked out of what I want to read now. So, <laughs> so yeah, like, right, I gotta, yeah. gotta keep going. I also want to do a quick shout out also. Um, yeah. I just joined my local library and oh, it yeah. is absolutely epic. I mean, I came from like a very small town. So like living in a big town now, the library is just like, mm. I'm like, oh my God, this is really exists. Um, but yeah, so if you're in the UK, you can get you know 25 books out at a time for free and you get to keep them for three weeks so like it's literally amazing free. you can you can read and not spend a single penny so join your library and keep your mm. libraries alive okay that's it yes oh that's i love it, it. okay oh. yay well this has been fun mm-hmm. i hope i haven't been sure too delulu i have felt literally so delulu so i hope i haven't seemed that way <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, not good. at all. No, I, I'm not Delulu yet. Okay, it's still my morning, so I, I'll, I'll let you know. You're not too Delulu. Okay, good. <laughs> good. And oh, yeah, right. we'll see you guys again in two weeks' time. And until then, remember to let the light bye. in. Bye.